Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is your Wicked Green Energy Lady coming to you from gorgeous uh, Cape Cod. Looks like we finally turned the corner and we're um, um, looking at some nice weather, sunny weather. Sorry, Colorado, you're not uh, you're still snowbound. I really uh, apologize. Well, I'm unhappy about that for you. We also had the Boston Marathon and two Ethiopians won both the men's and the women's today. So good luck to them. Okay, well, I read a book several years ago, probably it was in the 80s, and it was called Man's Folly. I lent it to someone, but unfortunately I can't seem to find it online. Um, I don't know if it's out of print or not, but there is another book called Profiles in Folly by Alan Axelrod, which might be pretty similar. The premise being that historically speaking, man does not learn from his mistakes. Um, S.M. Sigerson says it, says it best of all, a nation which falls to adequately, re- fa- sorry, a nation which fails to adequately remember salient points of its own history is like a person with Alzheimer's, and that can be a social disease of a most destructive nature. I think I'm going to be able to prove his point uh, to a degree as we go along. Um, But what I'm going to do right now is just kind of give you the facts. Listen closely because there are contradictions in there, and just listen for the sheer lunacy of it all. Um, I'm talking, obviously, about uh, uh, the Pilgrim nuclear reactor, and those of you who don't live in Massachusetts, uh, please take heed because... um, these all need to be be shut down. It's it's really scary. The more I read about it, the more frightened I become. So, let's take a brief look at nuclear history. The baby boomers that are out there will probably remember remember Harvey Wasserman. He's the one who coined the phrase "no nukes, no nukes" back in 1973. And he started that because he took issue with the nuclear industry's mantra that, quote, no commercial reactor can explode, unquote. Well, there were some problems before 1973 and certainly since then, as uh, as you all know. Um, Harvey's still out there promoting renewable energy and lambasting the, the nuclear reactors. We've got 99 here or 98 here in the United States, uh, two of which are really uh, bad, including the one here in Pilgrim in uh, Plymouth. So he's uh, still out there. Uh, it's just amazing that um, nothing's been done since 1973. There's uh, I came across an, a, a brief article by um, an unknown author, and it's called "A Brief History of Nuclear Accidents." And Underneath it, it states, quote, serious nuclear accidents have been few and far between, but their stories will help prevent future catastrophes. See what I'm saying about man's folly? We just don't learn. The world has had seven nuclear accidents since 1957, four of them being here in the U.S., 
And the three most known are uh, Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania, Chernobyl, and Fukushima. The others are um, one in, in Cumbria, UK, 1957, LA in 59, in Idaho in 61, and Michigan 56. Three Mile Island was in 78, Chernobyl in 86, and of course Fukushima in 2011. The, the heartbreaking part of it is that those accidents could have all been prevented. More often than not, they're due to human oversight or just plain human error. For example, the Fukushima reactor was built too close to the ocean. Now, Japan has, has earthquakes, and, it's, and because of the earthquakes, it has huge tidal waves, from, uh, and so we've, they've coined the phrase tsunami. Why on earth would you build it close to the ocean? when they, you know there are risks of that coming down the pike. Um, Chernobyl had inadequate safety measures, much like we're seeing here with, uh, with our Pilgrim plant. And plant operators at Three Mile Island failed to, to correctly identify the problem, which, as we know, is um, uh, deadly. Deadly. All, of, all three of them were deadly. So, as I mentioned, we have uh, 98 nuclear plants here in the U.S., and uh, the one at Pilgrim is one of the two worst reactors. And what I want to do right now is bring the discussion around to when we, um, when I interviewed Diane Turco of the Cape, Cape Downwinders uh, a week or so ago. At that time, if you recall, I posted a call to action for uh, for you to attend an open forum for the public with the National Regulatory Commission and Entergy, the owners of Pilgrim, uh, the Pilgrim plant. Now, that took place, and since then, there's been a flurry of activity from the media reporting and questioning the closure of Pilgrim. Hopefully, as I go through the facts here, I, 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 I'm able to keep my opinions to myself, but um, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too sure about that. <laughs> However, I really would welcome anybody's comments. I don't care what side you're on, um, but if you if the comments would be great. If I if you're interested at all, I can you can send them to me via my email, which is rpappas7 at gmail dot com, or you can call in. And that number is 845-241-9956. So, here we go. On the day of the public meeting, which was a Wednesday, April 13th, and it was going to be at 7 o'clock, there was an article in the newspaper stating that... um, NRC, the, no, the federal regulators, declined to fine energy for the deliberate failure of a security officer to conduct 200 required fire watches over a two-year period. The same worker falsified logs to indicate that the watch, watches had been completed. Now, if, an, isn't, if that isn't a safety issue, I don't know what is. So, 
uh, it was interesting that, um, that that came out the same day. So the NRC, as I mentioned, decided in, an, in their inimitable wisdom to not find Entergy $70,000. And why? Oh, because they started taking some proactive steps to, to, to take care of the issue. Hmm. And, then this, and then they say, quote, at no time was the safety and security of the general public or employees at risk. Really? We had to shut down twice. There could have been a massive fire. Plymouth, the Pilgrim plant is on the ocean as well. Radioactivity everywhere into the ocean the way it's happened with uh, Fukushima. How, how do they say this? I mean, we, when we used to go to the library, we used to pay fines when the book was one day overdue. We pay fines for speeding. We pay fines for all sorts of things. Why not enter, why not energy? Just saying. Okay. So our own Diane Turco, who is here with us, said that these infractions showed why the plant should be shut down. So how are we, the public, going to feel safe when there's a lack of safety culture at Entergy? And it, it appears that the uh, NRC is indifferent to a nuclear disaster in the making. I mean, how many times do you have to be told or have to see or um, uh, um, be involved in these uh, the, the nuclear accidents before you do something about them? I just don't get it. Um, and it's interesting that the um, NRC spokesperson indicated that those skipped watches could have resulted in a delay in detection of and response to a fire, potentially compromising the ability of operators to shut down the reactor safely. Um, does that make sense to you? So because of that, you would, you would infer that there was a safety issue here, but no fine. Hmm. And they just glossed over energy's infractions. I don't know. This this sounds like a case of talking for both sides of the mouth. So which is it? Is Pilgrim safe or is it not? Unbelievable. And I want to know who's watching NRC because it's got to be somebody at the top. I don't know who or what or why they've been left alone to do what they're doing, but they certainly need some uh, checks and balances over there. And from what I gather, these fire watch falsifications are a recurring problem in all 98 of these plants in the U.S. Uh, to me, I don't get it. It doesn't. It doesn't even. It doesn't even comprehend. But okay. Um, and the other thing that NRC said, which I think is just comical. In calling Pilgrim one of the two of the worst sites in the country, it still said it's adequate enough to continue to operate. Hello? Um, given NRC's past performance, I don't think we can be sure that it will be vigilant enough for those of us living in, uh, in the Cape Cod area until 2019. And I would expect and suspect that Entergy is probably 
counting on no interference from NRC as well because of uh, they, they seem to be taking a um, look, taking a blind eye to all of it. Now, right after the meeting, which tells me that they had made up their mind long before they had this meeting, the NRC announced the NRC and Entergy announced that the plant will stay open until May 31st, 2019. I'll leave you you with that for just a moment so I can go to a commercial, and then I'll be right back. Thanks. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. And we're back, the Wicked Greed Energy Lady, talking to you about the Pilgrim Nuclear Plant here in um, in Plymouth, close to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Again, please take heed if, you're, if you live near a plant because this could happen to you. And call in if you've got any questions, any comments, which I would love to hear. Um, Number is 845-241-9956. Or email me at rpappas7 at gmail.com. Great. Okay. So we just discussed that um, the NRC and the Entergy are indicating that the plant will stay open until... May 31st of 2019. You know, this is this is what I don't get. Entergy is crying that they go they're that they're in the hole 40 million dollars annually. And they blame it on renewable energy because and the deregulation that occurs here in Massachusetts and in many other states. Um but they will spend $70 million to refuel and keep it open, plus they're going to pay $25 million in equipment. Keep in mind that along with a lack of safety measures, we have to be mindful of the spent fuel rods that are currently in storage. They're in wet storage right now. They need to be transferred to dry storage, and that's another issue all in and all of itself because I don't know where they're going to put them. Now, through all of this, uh, Pilgrim supplies 680 watts of carbon-free electricity, electricity, which powers 600,000 homes. To me, that's, it's not worth it. 
not worth it at all. But energy, the reasons that energy have given, has given for um, uh, for keeping it open, is that they they have a contract to provide this power to the 600 um, uh, homes and. God forbid they try to um, they try to break the contract. I would assume that breaking a contract would be less expensive than refueling and equipment and everything else. There, there is infusion of money into Plymouth because they're going to be spending more money to hire an additional 1,184 contract workers. So they're going to come in, go to the restaurants or the hotels and, and all that good stuff. And that's great for Plymouth. I don't take that away from them at all. Now, they've spent a lot of money on training new people. Clothes, they wouldn't have had to do the training, right? Now, what they also did fairly recently, it doesn't say when, but they Entergy signed a five-year contract with 225 operators inclusive of wages, benefits, retention, and severance provisions. I, okay, not going to say anything. And it's and it's um, offering job security for those individuals um, who are already there. And again, I have no problem with that. But in the renewable energy industry is growing, and I'm sure they could find employment with that. Now, in addition, they pay, Energy pays Plymouth an annual host fee of $9.5 million. Um, I'm not going to add it up for you. I think you can do it yourself, but it, it, it just money, it, good money after bad, I guess is, is the way to say it. Now, the, um, uh, the town selectmen in Plymouth have already talked about what they're going to do when the um, the plant closes, because obviously that 9.5 million dollars is going to um, it's going to cost them something. They're, they're going to be uh, hard pressed to um, to find it from other sources. But they they know the risks. They also know it's a safety issue. And through all of this, all through all the reasons that they want to keep it open, nothing was said about the infractions or how they're going to correct the infractions, if they will, which I doubt, um, no mention of the safety of the public. So the bottom line is, what's the price of this risk? What is the price of the safety? Evidently, there's no price in it at all because they're not considering it. Now, here's the kicker. No sooner did we hear about the closure, NRC decided that they were going to slash the staff and budget. They're going to cut their annual budget by $49 million and eliminate 185 full-time employees over the next two years, and then an additional 189 by 2020. They're streamlining. I mean, they're going to go green because they're going to go online communication instead of paper. Um, they're not going to be flying around the world for uh, their conferences. They'll do video conferences, which is all fine and good. But they're also going to delay 
the rule-making updates that would require plant licensees to dis- demonstrate the security of their spent fuel storage facilities. Yay. And yet another delay would be a study of, they're going to delay a study for a longer-term spent fuel storage in dry cask for durations of 120 to 300 years. They're also going to eliminate their mid-year assessment letters issued in the past by the NRC to plant owners. Quote, their oversight will, will continue. We're just not formalizing it in a letter. Okay. Now, they're not going to get a letter. If you don't get a letter out there, do you remember? Do you put it in your calendars? I doubt something like this would go in it, into anybody's calendars. So I can just see the infractions rising by the by the by the ton load uh, with this going on. We're not going to have decent oversight for the next four years, three years, I should say. And the rationale, NRC's rationale is, as the number of plants is reduced, nuclear plants is reduced, so the budget needs to be reduced. (laughs) I just don't know what to say. So the nuclear plant industry and energy are probably jumping up and down because for them, it means the NRC will be reducing its oversight of the plants, and so they can do whatever they want. This is... Scary news, very scary news. And for those of us who live in in Plymouth and the vicinity of the plant on Cape Cod, we have to, for the next three years, we have to try and figure out how the Cape's population of over 215,000 people, and of course it doubles over the summers, how we're going to get to safe ground with an evacuation route consisting of two bridges. Each bridge has two lanes, four lanes, two going and two coming. And then don't even talk about Nantucket and and Martha's Vineyard. They're going to have to jump on the ferries and come over to the mainland and then get in their cars and then go over those same two bridges. Now, during uh, the summer, it is impossible to get over that bridge. It takes you sometimes an hour to go two or three exits. So can you imagine an entire peninsula trying to get over the bridge to safety? There's no no sense. I guess, ultimately, I guess the answer is that we just stay put and hopefully we just don't glow in the dark. Um, So I think I'm going to end it there um, and I'll let you make the decision. But I hope you'll see what, what, how many contradictions are there and how these things are not being taken into, um, into serious consideration. So again, those of you who live near plants, make sure you, you study them, inspect them, and see what the, what the situation is. If there are any, any infractions that you know of, bring it to light. Bring it to the public light. It will it, it'll only serve to be... Um, for your be- in your best interest and your neighbors. So I'm going to sign off right now a little bit early today. I thought I'd want to start talking about the clean power plan, but um, Obama's clean power plan, but I think I'm going to save that until next week. 
So until then, this is your Wicked Green Energy Lady signing off. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Green Energy. You may get in touch with Roxanne through her Facebook page, Living It Up Green, or her email, rpapis7 at gmail.com. That's r-p-a-p-p-a-s-7 at gmail.com. Join her every Monday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Yeah!